Hey everyone and welcome to Almost Cancelled. I am Peter, that is Tara, and we are going to talk about The Twilight Zone Season 1 Episode 6. It's called Six Degrees of Freedom. I was really not prepared for that intro. I almost said two things completely wrong. But hey, we're here. Uh, so this is the new Twilight Zone, of course, 2019. And you're thinking, wait a minute, Connor was doing these. The first five episodes were Connor. Connor is out. Tara is in. And you can be I happy. I have nothing to do with this. <laughs> she did. I just want everyone to know there was, that this is not my idea. There was political and uh, professional assassination uh, since last week, and that is why Tara's here. Nope, 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 nope. Backdoor shady deals. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I'm sorry Connor's out, but I'm actually kind of glad to be here for this episode. Yes. I'll be honest, there was a moment about halfway, two-thirds into this, when it started talking about something where I'm like, I'm actually kind of glad that Tower's going to be talking to me about this one because this kind of relates to an episode that we covered on the classic Twilight Zone, mm-hmm. which if you don't know, and you might do, you might not, but me and Tara have been working our way through the classic Twilight Zone from the 50s and 60s. Uh, we're about 10 episodes into season one at the time of recording. Well, we've recorded 10. Not not everyone's seen 10 episodes yet, but, um, you know, so so we've, we've been doing that. So it's actually kind of nice that this one kind of relates to one of those episodes. So, and if Connor was sitting there, he'd just be like, what? There's, there's an old <laughs> Twilight Zone? This is news to me. I'm ginger, you know. Uh, so It's a bit shit, isn't it? <laughs> that, that, was, that was pitch perfect. <laughs> Actually, that I tell a lie. It wasn't as, how do I put it, soulless enough. Mm, yeah. I know, I smile a lot more than he does, though. So. <laughs> yeah, try, yeah, well, more than zero... It's pretty easy we'll to do. We'll see after I record with you for a couple of years if I'm still smiling. <laughs> <laughs> and you will be. I, th- I think you will be. <laughs> I've, I, 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 I've got a uh, long, long longevity. Other word, longevity. 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 Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> That's what I was looking for. Uh, so, what it's is this episode? I understand. <laughs> Look, just for the record, right, I just want everyone to know this, just before we start talking about this episode, the correct pronunciation of the feline wildcat animal is puma. P-U-M-A <laughs> is a puma. Whereas Tara... If you, if you want to know why this is significant, you should watch our show, The Ace. Yes. <laughs> uh, episode, I believe, six of The Ace will be the relevant one when it finally goes up. But It's Puma. It's not Puma. Puma, You sound like a child who doesn't know how to pronounce the words properly. Puma. Puma. Uh, So episode 60 Degrees of Freedom is about a group, a a, a spaceship, it's it's a a launch to Mars. Basically, Earth is, you know, traditional kind of story. Earth is kind of, we've we've screwed it up. It's not in a great position. Mm -hmm. We have to start branching. We have to branch out to Mars. So we've got this mission, uh, the Bradbury which was not an accidental name for this, may I add. Uh, Ray Bradbury, of course, is a classic science fiction author, even wrote a lot about Martians, so this was very, you know, specific, this name. Uh, but they're on this mission to Mars. However, at the start of the episode, just as they're about to launch, it does a nuclear attack. Several major US cities are hit with nukes, and it sounds like the US are going to retaliate and hit Russia and North Korea. And they have to leave in this moment of uncertainty where... 
the entire Earth might be having a nuclear apocalypse as they're leaving. And it becomes this thing, well, should we still go because at least there's still hope if anyone did survive? And if no one did survive, when we come back in a few years, because it's a four-year mission, uh, like, will there be anyone to actually accept us and, like, receive us? And, you know, if we, if we land in the water, will anyone pick us up? Uh, are we screwed? Kind of thing. So, it's, mm-hmm. and then from that point on, it's mainly the journey to Mars uh, on the ship. And this, this, the five crew members uh, dealing with the the... The, the journey, the, each other, and, you know, the isolation of that. Yeah. It is notable that one of the crewmates does not want to leave. Mm-hmm. She says we should abort the mission. It's the, it's the commander, right, who says that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, the second in command. Yeah. But they all vote her and just go. Well, because it's either, basically they have this thing where they launch and they make this decision when they're in orbit. And it's like, it's either we just orbit until we run out of supplies, which would be presumably four years, because that's all the mission's meant to be. Um, or we go to Mars and maybe try and survive and like start a colony <laughs> as best we can. Um, and it's unlikely that we'll succeed in like, one trip. You know, this was always meant to be something where more people would come later. It would be just the start of something. But you know, we could try. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe be hope. Um, and it goes from there. Uh, so we'll get into how it relates to a classic episode. In fact, not only just a classic episode, the very first episode of the original Twilight Zone. And um, we'll talk about that. But uh, before we get to that, though, I think I have to ask the proper question. Tara, did you enjoy Six Degrees of Freedom? I can't believe I'm saying this, but yes, I did. Actually, <laughs> for context, before you even go any further, because you weren't here for the first five, just I'm just going to run them off. I want I want a, a rating out of ten, just quickly. The first thing that comes to your head, I'm going to list off. Okay. So episode one was uh, the comedian. Comedian. Out of ten. Seven. Episode two was nightmare at thirty thousand feet. A five. Three was replay. Also seven. Four was a traveler. <sighs> Like a four. <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. Uh, five was Wunderkind. Six. Okay, so yeah, not been loving it. <laughs> not been loving it. Yeah, I've been I've been pretty disappointed just as a overall with the show, mm-hmm. especially as a fan of Twilight Zone and a fan of everybody involved in the show. I think, uh, yeah, I think disappointed is the right word. Um, sometimes just frustrated. Like there's so much potential, especially in the second episode. The second episode had a lot going for it. There was a, the mystery that I really was into, but then like the ending was so bizarre and it, it kind of screwed up the rest of the the rest of the, what I had watched and liked to where I really mm. didn't like it. Um, I don't know. Yeah, yeah overall, I've been pretty disappointed. But this one, I really enjoyed oh. for multiple reasons. Okay. What about you? I'm mixed again, unfortunately. There's mm-hmm. things that I really like about it, and then there's some stuff that I think doesn't work. Um, mainly, I think there's there's a portion once they've had the launch. Right, I like the opening scenes. Once they've had the launch, there's basically this middle chunk of the episode where it keeps cutting forward in time. You get like a quick scene, and then it'll be like uh, 270 days till uh, arrival, and then it'll be right. a, a cut, and then it'll be that entire section where it was cutting through time like very quickly. Mm-hmm. Didn't, like I felt like you could just cut most of that out. <laughs> like, yeah, that I think that was just a result of it being an hour long episode mm-hmm. of television instead of a half an hour. I feel like you could have just gotten rid of all that. 
Um, because once it started to remind me of episode one of the original show, once a character started to theorize that this was fake, because he was doing mm-hmm. like readings and thought something's off about this, and I started to think, and he's like, he even says out loud, what if this is just a test that we don't know about to see if we can survive the trip in terms of, you know, psychologically, can can, can the isolation yeah. us together for, for, you know, like 10 months to get to Mars, whatever it is, like, can, can we survive this? And of course, that conjures up the original season show's first episode. We talked about this, and that 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 the twist in that episode, you know, spoiler for the first episode, uh, where everyone, where is everyone uh, from Twilight Zone? It, it ends with you know this guy's the whole episode. He's in the town on his own. No one else is around. And then the twist is is that he's been in, he's, in a, he's been in a tank, a chamber, uh, on his own, mm-hmm. and basically he's created this world in his head. Uh, and this is like it's not exactly the same thing, but he's theorizing that this is not real. And that they're actually—they think yeah. they're on a mission, but they're not really. They're actually in a in a chamber somewhere, and they're just—it's all simulated, and you know, it's meant to look like the ship, but it's not really. There's so much in our discussion of that first episode that ends up in this episode, though. Mm. Like you, I remember thinking that aliens were fucking with them. Excuse me, <laughs> aliens were messing with them. <laughs> And that was like one of the theories I had while watching the episode. Tara's been here for a couple of months and she's just not holding back with <laughs> the language already. We're going to have to... Some... I was a sailor, all right? I, I could be a little salty. Do I have some <laughs> disciplinary conversations after this episode? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This is what happens when Connor leaves. This is why he should stick around for these shows. You never know what's going to replace. <laughs> anyway. Net net, but, uh, net net positive gain. That's all I'm saying. Net positive. Um, <laughs> yeah. So as we said about uh, so, you know, aliens messing with them. Yeah, and I kind of jump into the end here, but which is not my favorite part of the episode. But I that it was just kind of funny that that was one of the theories that I had about mm. why he was alone on the, that world, and it was used in this one too. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of parallels, but yeah, actually, there was a point in, in that episode, the birthday party scene, where I went, "Oh, <laughs> I've seen this episode before," <laughs> and we both said that it was it would be a good one to remake. Yeah, when yeah. we watched it. But and I think we may have even actually said that no, it wouldn't be the moon; it'd be Mars. Like I think we <laughs> yeah. may have even said that. Um, <laughs> so once he started saying that and i was like oh this is interesting because he starts getting really paranoid he's like no this is all this is all because because like a slower solar flare is about to happen everyone else is like you know you know positions this this man the ship and try and protect ourselves from the solar flare he's like oh there's no point it's all fake i figured it out and he, he's kind of manic but it's like he could be right and i'm thinking think, and i'm like okay this is clearly inspired by that episode even the ending and the twist is kind of a play mm-hmm. on this where okay the twist is is that it's not fake he's just crazy but if you've seen that classic episode you're sitting giggling to yourself thinking oh he could be right there could be something he to could this be right. and, of, yeah. of, and of course now it's like no they're in a matrix or like well if, at first you're thinking okay they're just in like a, a fake version of the ship right they think it's a functioning ship but they're actually mm-hmm. in a ship that's in like a sound stage and they're moving it around and they're or whatever yeah, yeah, I was still thinking because of the influence of the, watching the pilot episode that this is going to be on Earth still. Sure, yeah. Um, uh, well, it turns out to be, of course, that with the aliens is that it's more like a matrix where they're all in kind of like a virtual reality. At least that's how I read it because of all the digital kind of imagery. And then the the, the guy who yeah. thought it was fake, he jumps out the airlock during the solar flare and it's left kind of ambiguous if he like died or like stepped out into something as if it was fake. 
at the mm-hmm. end we see him sort of lying there naked covered in goo and he's just kind of smiling because he knows he's right and we know what the aliens are saying because <laughs> they've got subtitles they've got subtitles for the alien dialogue uh, and there is one line of dialogue early on that kind of sets up the possibility because i think it's even that character who says before they leave that civilizations usually like there's a theory that civilizations usually wait themselves out before they make yeah. it to other planets and that's why we've never encountered alien life because mm-hmm. much like we seem like we might <laughs> be doing like everyone all, all intelligent lives eventually destroys themselves not because they get whipped up by an asteroid but because they're just ultimately idiots and confrontational with each other um yeah ultimately we technology moves faster than like ethics so sure, yeah. we can't keep up with um uh, with how fast we're evolving technology versus our our own selves so and there's a there's a spin in this in at the end as well because the aliens even say like oh these are the, one of the few life forms that have passed this test we're ready to like reveal ourselves to them it's almost like to make first contact yeah make say, first yeah. contact yeah um and that's kind of a neat idea it's kind of a neat twist on it. it's like okay it's not so much that sure okay he's right in the sense that most life forms fail this test but um the, the added element to it here is that the aliens themselves are actually testing for it and saying, okay, if they don't pass this, then we're not going to make first contact. We're going to let them destroy mm-hmm. themselves. And, you know, that even brings in a little bit of Day of the Earth suit still, which we reviewed on the Ace. You know, there's a little kind of reverse element of that in there. Yeah. And then, Check it out. Uh, check it out, yeah. The Atomic Sun <laughs> Experiment. It's a great podcast. You check it out. Um, <laughs> like, uh, so that's the... There's a lot of kind of blended sci-fi ideas from you know the old twilight zone episode to that movie to mm-hmm. a couple of other things I, w- I was thinking of like um e- even 2001 and interstellar a little bit this idea of like proving and like you're, you're ready for the next part of advancement but in this case it's yeah. like on a an alien scale but it's just the aliens saying oh if you're ready then okay we'll we'll contact you kind of thing uh this this these ideas i like a lot I, I liked as soon as as soon as the crazy guy started bringing up that he thought it was fake, I'm like, oh, that's yeah. what this episode is. I am intrigued. I am way more intrigued now. I think the, right, pro- the right. I think the problem I have with the episode that doesn't work for me uh, outside of just that montage not working, uh, where it was cutting up kind of like ahead in time a lot, is that the actual element of like the humans proving that they they are worth meeting essentially, like the crew that are left in their drama i didn't really feel like they actually had much of an arc or really did anything interesting or were that interesting in terms of characters themselves so mm-hmm. when they get to mars and they think they're really on mars and like oh we've made it and they're all kind of like happy and like i felt like i didn't care about any of them so when it comes to the aliens like oh they've proven it by getting there i felt like the test was more about them holding it together than it was about them making the journey and I didn't really feel like I got much of a story with the rest of the crew, like, you know, coming through a psychological turmoil, like, sure, the, the one guy, like, they think is dead because he went crazy, and they yeah. kind of, they sing a song together and they get get through it, but that's kind of it. In fact, the other movie it made me think of, actually, and I won't hmm. get too deep into this because I don't want to spoil the movie for people, but uh, James Cameron's The Abyss. Okay. There's an element to that that this reminded me of, uh, particularly the idea of proving you know humanity's worth right not ignoring i suppose i'll just say um i was getting and the thing in that movie is is that i really buy it like i, I buy like it spends so much time set, setting up the core two or three characters that when the alien you know when the being say hey we, we're going to change our minds on something because we witnessed this interaction i'm like i buy it because they've seen something yeah. true there 
Whereas with these characters, it's just all kind of, you know, it's like, there's like a subplot at one point where two of them have had sex, so they have a fight about, oh, we can't have sex on the ship because we can't risk... Yeah, totally know. doesn't matter. Yeah, <laughs> we, can, we can't risk having a baby, like, okay, this is irrelevant for the rest of the... <laughs> what is it supposed yeah, to say? They matter. resisted temptation, so there's therefore... Also, there's also a scene with, uh, with Jerry, the guy who goes maybe crazy, um, where he's like... It's like a POV shot from him, and mm. I thought it was going to go somewhere interesting with that, um, but it doesn't. It's it's almost like the director just got bored and like this could be fun. <laughs> yeah, I I was almost going to critique it actually early on because after the opening where they leave Earth thinking that it might be wiped out by nukes, right? At the very yeah. least, a lot of cities have been. And I was going to criticize that after they left, it almost felt like okay, sure they're all worried that their loved ones might be dead. Um, and I like the point that the, the the captain makes that she says, mm-hmm. uh, "Well, we all knew that they were going to be left thinking about us if we'd ever come back. You know, this is just flipping it. Now we don't know if they're going to be here when we get back. Like we can't yeah. we can't really say, oh, we shouldn't do this because we don't want to live through that because we were putting them through that. Um, I actually really like that dramatic. That was a good line of dialogue. I thought that was a really nice little dramatic point. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I was kind of feeling like after that, once we were on the journey, and it was just kind of them dealing, you know, again, when it was going through this quick cutting, you know, like it was like a three second scene, new timestamp sure. kind of thing. I'm like, is this even important anymore that the, the Earth get nuked? It almost feels like it was one idea too many. Um, I did kind of like how it fitted in again at the end though with the aliens, because the aliens said that, well, okay, they were able to do it, but it did take the fear of their entire like world dying to motivate them to do it. And I, I kind of like what it was saying about humanity. It was like, oh, when push comes to shove, we kind of will pull through in the end. But we kind of have, we need the dramatic example. We need the dramatic kickoff to get there. I'm, I'm, kinda, I'm almost quoting Batman now from Batman Begins. But, um, like, you know, we, we can't just yeah. do it because we know it should be done. It's like we have to actually be on the brink of disaster to be like, oh, shit, we should probably care about climate change now. Shit. That's, right. like, everyone, right. gear up, gear up. Let's do the impossible. Let's do the impossible. I do, I do like that the uh, that the aliens are, at the end, that they want to help, that they mm. say basically that humans are, this race is worth saving because they are capable of making it. Because that is the ultimate test of our species is if we can get past this point of our evolution i want to say just where we don't kill ourselves and apparently (laughs) according to those aliens who obviously have made it past that point worth we're worth saving and at least it's kind of a hopeful note oh yeah even if they had to like abduct five people in order to test the experiment on them i i just wish that I got that story from the characters on the ship that, you know, instead of spent wasting all that time cutting ahead like it did, like, actually give, yeah. us a, give us a story where they actually have to, like, they, they do get to the brink where they're almost all willing to commit suicide or something, and they actually, mm-hmm. like, together come out of it. Like, together they pull through. Make me care about them. Make me make me care yeah. that they, they somehow make it to the, the, the finish line as if it's been, like, a, a really uh, torturous journey. And I never really feel like, I mean, it has scenes where they, they, they worry about things and they, they care about things and they're a bit depressed, but I don't know. I never got that. I don't know. It's yeah. One of, it's one of those things where obviously we said the, that that chunk had been cut out because it adds nothing. I feel like you could still keep the runtime and just devote it to developing the characters better. Or hell, I could see this being a full two-hour movie and like spending it devo- developing the characters. 
Although I do wonder sure, if sure. I wonder if the ending would feel too cheap in a two hour movie though. Like I wonder if that works because it's like a Twilight Zone episode, but if it was like a two hour movie, it'd be like, Oh, it's aliens testing them the whole time. Okay. There were also there were parts of it where I was reminded of the movie Sunshine, just people being oh, yeah. in isolation at, at odds and then watching your crew go mad one at a time because of that isolation. And that is something that could have been explored as well, or whether or not they give into that madness would have been interesting if you wanted to make it longer or get the episode that we had, but in a different direction. Instead, we just got a lot of, like, I know all of humankind was annihilated, so I guess you can be a little bit dour, but that was basically the whole (laughs) hour of the episode was just... um, people talking about how their nightmares are actually them being awake instead of <laughs> when they sleep. Joe jo, jo is so funny about this is that I feel like every episode has been really mixed to, to mediocre, to even in bad in one or two cases, but they've mm-hmm. all had different problems. And this one again is different because this is like one of the only ones where I like the ending. <laughs> yeah, me too. I think so. <laughs> yeah. But my problem the last is one I thought was, was okay. At least, at least I was able to to figure out what the episode was trying to tell me, which is not what the other episodes have been. The episode the other episodes have just been like, okay, what was the point? What was the message? What what did you want me to take away from it? And these last couple, at least, are clear about that. Sure, yeah, absolutely. Uh, whereas this one, I like the start a lot. I like the end a lot. I like the scene where the the guy goes crazy and thinks it's all fake. I like those three key scenes and what mm-hmm. they're doing and what they're saying. Um, but the actual journey in the ship with the rest of the characters is just like, pfft, like just dull and tedious. <laughs> so, sure, I was into it though. Maybe it's just because the the setting, and mm-hmm. I know that they're going to Mars, and I know there's a mystery, and I was into it. So I don't know. I so I, I dug this episode quite a bit. I'm also comparing it to the other episodes, <laughs> so it looks pretty good. It's it's probably my favorite one because it's the only one where I've actually liked the ending. <laughs> yeah. And it reminds us of an episode that we like of the original show. So I, mean, to, I think that has a lot to do with it. To be fair, that, um, is, that is maybe worth critiquing, actually. That part of my excitement of what I like about this episode is because it's actually poking at an old episode. They're, they're, they're doing... They're, they're kind of leaning on it to make this one better. And mm-hmm. it's working, but I think it's... Yeah, but I mean, it didn't work for Nightmare at 30,000 Feet, so... That's true. Um, I, I think this episode is more successful just based on that. And I, I think um, it's worth mentioning, there was a comment uh, pointing this out, but I actually was thinking about this when I was watching the last episode, that Wunderkind was spiritually, very loosely, but spiritually kind of like a, a successor to, I can't remember the name of the episode, but the one where the, the, the kid uh, like is in charge, all the, all the adults are afraid of the kid because he's, he's got yeah. like powers. Um, That's true. It's kind of a spirit, it's kind of like the modern, more down-to-earth version of that <laughs> in a lot of ways. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I did like, um, actually, I don't know if I like this part or not, because it, it, it got me thinking when they were talking about somebody brings up the War of the Worlds yeah. and how the the play, the radio play that was done, I think by Orson Welles, made everybody think that there was actually an alien attack when there wasn't one and everyone freaked out. And that made me go, oh, so maybe they're setting up that the transmission they got was fake. Yeah. <laughs> like right away that was like, I don't know if I wanted to know that. I, I, now. I think <laughs> I think that was supposed to be the equivalent of and whereas everybody in the original show when he finds mm-hmm. the book Last Man on Earth, 
Oh, okay. <laughs> in, in, the, in the store. I think it's meant to That's be the, right. the equivalent to that. But the reason why that worked in that original show is because it's all in his head. And as, as I like theorized when we watched, when we reviewed that, is that the reason why he's imagining being alone in a, in a, in a world like this, like that book, is because he'd read that book. Because they mentioned in the episode at the end that he'd, he'd had some books to read. So I was mm-hmm. theorizing the reason why this scenario was kind of like that is because he read that book and that's why he was seeing that book. It actually, right. it helped tr- kind of explain if you were paying attention why things were like this ex- exactly. Whereas in this, it's more just like, hey, hey, that's remember that scene earlier on where they heard something on the radio transmission? Mm, <laughs> maybe don't trust it. Yeah, or I was actually thinking that they were talking about the nukes. So I mean, right away I had yeah. I had doubt because that came up pretty early, not the nukes, but like when he brings up the War of the Worlds. Oh sure, yeah, that's what I meant. What other radio transmission are we talking about? Oh, they pick up like a a TV show. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I was talking about the nukes. I was talking about okay. not trusting that. Yeah, because the TV show was just like a further hint. It's like, hey, the only evidence of us out there is fake, like these signals. You know, it's just all these TV shows and radio shows. Um, yeah, that's what I'm think. I do actually. I do love. The, I almost want to, want a movie almost of like uh, like because as he puts it, someone anyone who turned in late to War of the Worlds thought it was like a news broadcast and started freaking the shit, you know, freaking out. Yeah. <laughs> I, I almost want a movie of someone listening to that when it was when it was broadcast, thinking it was real, and like getting <laughs> get into like a safety bunker and like thinking the world's ending, and then like, the twist end is like, no, nah, it was just War of the Worlds. <laughs> that's just all it is. <laughs> yeah someone needs to get on that yeah there you go so million dollar <laughs> idea easy um so yeah unfortunately i'm mixed still even though i think i probably like it the most out of the episodes okay but i'm still very I, i'm mixed. pretty positive on this one i think it i think it's uh i'm hopeful mm. <laughs> because of it you're hopeful that maybe the last four <laughs> mm-hmm. can be good on the home stretch, the home stretch will be up. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm still expect. I'm getting with really muted expectations. I, I have been for a few episodes now, admittedly, but uh, I, I, even like an, an ama- one amazing episode, I think would change that now. I think I'm always going to be like, okay, what you got for me this week? But I'm never going to be outright really? excited. Yeah. I don't know. I think Twilight Zone is different it, because it's an anthology that I'm always going to be excited for what they're going to show. Even if I'm disappointed, I'll be like, ah. but but next week could be, you know, something entirely different. I, I would agree if it was up and down. I feel, but you know, five stinkers in a row. I, I get it. <laughs> you know, I mean, they're all stinkers. I shouldn't say stinkers. A couple of them are, are better than stinkers, but you know, f- five mixed to bad episodes in a row. Like, it's, hard, it's hard to keep your enthusiasm up. They'd, they'd have to hit me with five really good episodes in a row now for me to like, start getting excited every week. Like oh, okay. okay, all right. They could get they can, they can pull out the goods now. I'm starting to trust them. Well, there is going to be a season two. That's right. It got renewed this week. That's yeah, just worth mentioning. Mm-hmm. Um, oh joy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still hopeful. I'm still I'm still holding on. Well, it's going to be you reviewing it because Connor's opted out. So you. <laughs> well, how long till you opt out? <laughs> I, I'm on to keep. I'm, I'm on to finish this season at least. All right. <laughs> People seem to like me ragging on it, so it's fine. Well, I'll keep ragging on it. <laughs> All right. Well, 
Yeah. I'm sticking with it, whether or not we end up reviewing it. See, knowing you're going to stick with it is makes me more inclined to stick with it because there's someone to talk to about it. Mm-hmm. Whereas if Cutter dropped it and then I was doing this on my own for the rest of the season, you know, season two would be a harder sell. I'd be like, well, I'll be on my own, like, you know, on my own. <laughs> I mean, it's Twilight Zone. It's It's got the name. It, There's always a potential for a reset every single week. Absolutely. And plus, given that we're reviewing all of the original show, it, it feels weird if we didn't do the new one as well. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, we're going to get a classic one. We're all going to talk about the new one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes they might have like a... Yeah, I'm actually worried that some of the episodes coming up are going to reference old episodes, but I won't get them because I've not seen those episodes yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> L- luckily, Me too. I don't think they would reference one that's not very well known. True, true. Luckily, though, there's going to be like a whole year before season two, so we'll get through a lot of episodes before then. Yeah. We're, we're going to rack them up, so... Hopefully, mm-hmm. hopefully we'll we'll do fine. Um, <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, so yeah, that's uh, Twilight Zone episode six. Um, bit better, still mixed, but yeah. I agree. Uh, but yeah, so let us know what you thought of the episode in the comments below. You can like and subscribe and all that stuff. You can get us on the Twitters at mail underscore fudge for channel updates. If you would like to support the channel, you can head over to patreon.com slash mailfuzztv where you can support us for as lot as a dollar per month, get some bonuses, get some extras, get some stuff early. And you know, just go have a look, go have a look, see. If you listen to us on the audio feed, one of the things that helps us out as well, if you listen to it on on a podcast feed, especially if you're on iTunes, uh, if you give us like a, a review and a rating, give us a five star rating, and maybe even write a little paragraph. Helps with iTunes promoting us out to new people. Uh, you can do that. So please do. Uh, but otherwise, that is that is us. So Tara, if you wanted to promote something else that we do, uh, what would you promote? Uh, well, you can check out our show called The Ace. I know we've brought it up a couple times already, but it is really fun. We talk about science fiction movies, so if you enjoy sci-fi, come check it out. Do I love about that? Isn't like you you almost always promote something that you're on specifically, which is fine for the most part. But we yeah. actually mentioned that like multiple times in the review already. <laughs> Well, it's also a new show, so we need to get people to watch it. That's true. That's true. We're still in the, the, the honeymoon phase of trying to get, get people into it. So, um, but yeah, uh, check out the ace. And, uh, but otherwise, that's us. So thank you once again for watching or listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching TV, guys, in the Twilight Zone.